All right, guys, let's talk about this coronavirus and everything that's been going on in the market, because I've gotten a few emails from people that are subscribers to the podcast and really from friends of mine across the country wanting to know what we're seeing and, and how to navigate this kind of a crisis in the market. So uh, to put some background to it, guys, I got involved in real estate in 2005, I sold real estate from 2005 until 2010. And that was one of the best blessings of my career is that I was able to see the financial collapse of 2008 and 9 without actually having to be an active player in that market. So uh, in 2006, as a licensee, as a realtor, I began to sell new construction. I ran a model home and I had a mentor that was a builder developer and he was very anti-debt. Okay, And what we saw was that maybe middle of 2008 in the model home where we were used to having maybe 10 people per week come through as a buyer, we had three months where literally nobody showed up. Nobody showed up. And it was just the most eerie, surreal sort of thing because it was so different than what we were used to. Well, he had opened up a new section in his development. It was about twice the size of section one. And so um, he was very anti-debt. And so he had, whenever he sold a house, he put the entire lot proceeds, which he didn't have to do, but he did. He took 100% of the lot proceeds and put it towards the debt. He took 100% of the profit of the house and put it towards the debt. And so when 2008 collapse happened, what you had was these local banks were apparently over leveraged in real estate. And so they had to call loans. Well, if you're a banker and you're looking at a spreadsheet of loans that you have and you're thinking, okay, who am I going to call? The question that you have is, okay, Am I going to call this one that is going to significantly hurt my bank because they are right now at 100 cents on the dollar, 100% of value? Or do you call the guy that's been paying down the debt and they're at 30 or 40% of value? Okay. Well, you can imagine what happened. His loan got called. There was no way to refinance it during this time. And he ended up going bankrupt. Okay. And the thing that I saw at that point was I, as a realtor, was effectively out of a job. And I had to go and learn how to lead generate. Okay. And so what I saw was that the realtors that were making two, three, four hundred thousand dollars a year in 2004, five, and six were once again beginning to go back into their office, close the door, pick up the phone, and cold call by owners and expired listings. And guys, there's nothing wrong with cold calling and there's nothing wrong with being a realtor if that's what you want to do. But it's not what I wanted to do in my 50s and 60s. And so that's what I saw. But the thing that I saw was that. The, the people that survived very well are the people that relied on cash flow from hard assets. Cash flow from hard assets. So if you are a rental guy and the price of your property drops 20%, but your cash flow remains the same, then you really don't care. You really don't care, right? Because effectively, if your cash flow remains the same and you have a 20% drop in value, that's just a quote unquote paper loss. It's unrealized unless you actually went and sold the house. And their property came back, values came back. And so if you look at real estate on a 10-year curve, it almost doesn't matter what 10 years you pick. If you look at the graph on year one versus year 10, there's always an increase in price. If you look at you bought in 1998 and even took the graph to 2008, then you almost always, depending on the market, but you almost always see an increase in value. Okay. Real estate is a long-term play. And I often preach to people, you know, this is a marathon business. It's not a sprint. You can get wealthy in this business, but it doesn't happen overnight. 
And in fact, if it did happen overnight, I would suggest to you that it's probably not to your benefit because you haven't had to deal with bad times. And so that's one thing that we're seeing now, and I'll talk about that in just a moment. Guys, in terms of my background and being able to see the crash, I cannot put into words, if you did not experience a crash, I cannot put it into words how bad it was, okay? Um, Countrywide was the biggest mortgage lender at that point. We had closings, guys, and it's pretty normal to have a, a dry closing where the wire's not in yet and then it comes in later that day or maybe the next morning. But we had closings where, I mean, day two, day three, day four, there's no wire from Countrywide. Day seven, there's no wire from Countrywide. And then we find out, okay, Countrywide's out of cash, they're going bankrupt. Bank of America buys them up. Lehman Brothers collapses. Bear Stearns collapses. AIG is having problems. And it's just like, it's like this financial domino effect of all these big players that provided liquidity to the market and nobody knew who was going down and who wasn't. Okay, guys, this feels far different than that. The market has liquidity, banks have money, and rates are really good. Um, to put it in perspective for us, we've sold four houses in the past four days, three with owner financing. And the one that went retail uh, it was on the day, the days on market's probably like two or three. Like it's not that bad, okay? And we're seeing this across the, the country in terms of people that I work with. One thing I, I want to, switching gears to submit to you is that nobody really knows all the data. So if we're looking at someone that is an expert in pandemics, they're not an expert in economics. And if they were an expert in economics, they're certainly not uh, an expert in real estate. And if they were, they're probably not an expert in real estate in your market. And real estate is played out at the local level. Okay, so you have national variables that will affect the local market, but we're still playing in the local economy. Nobody knows all the data. And because of that, nobody can really give you a clear answer as to what to do. Okay, we can give you kind of a, a, an idea, right? And I can certainly tell you what I'm doing, but nobody has the correct, like, pinpoint answer on everything right now, okay? Nobody has all the data. One thing that I think is important to realize is that we're always in between two markets. We're in a market to purchase, we're in a market to sell. And those are inverse relationships. So if we're in a market where it's easy to buy, it is going to be difficult to sell. And if we're in a market that's difficult to buy, like we have been the past three or four years, and uh, I say that in quotations, difficult to buy because we've had no trouble buying the past four years. But if it's difficult to buy, it's going to be easy to sell, right? And if it's easy to buy, it's going to be difficult to sell. Guys, I don't care what the market is. I really, like, I, I can't stress that enough. I don't care what happens the next two years when it comes to this because we're going to be buying property and we're going to be selling property. But because of our, a big point in that is that our model is different than what everybody else is doing. So if I was like a wholesaler specifically, or if I was just rehabbing or I was just doing new construction, I would be very, very nervous right now because nobody knows what that retail market is going to do. And nobody knows what that wholesaling market is going to do in terms of, um, are there going to be people to buy these contracts to then go and try to go retail with it, right? Because we're in the owner financing market in a majority of our transactions, I mean, this is a market that, that gets better as times get worse because banks tighten, okay? So if we see that this is a two or three year issue, that we go into a, a long-term recession, which could happen, and um, prices start falling on the retail side, houses go more illiquid, sellers can't sell to anyone, then we're going to have an easier time buying 
And we're also going to have an easier time selling with owner financing because there's going to be more people that need that kind of a product. Okay. So guys, for us overall, it's going to be business as usual because we're always in between two markets, a market to buy and a market to sell. And we really don't care. All we need to know guys is what direction we're going. I need to know if the light is going on or if the light's shutting off. Are we going uphill or downhill? That's all I need to know to run my business and really just adjust the dials to um, make the difference in our trajectory. That's really all we need to know. Guys, there was significant opportunity in 2009 to 2013. The market began to really recover nationally 2013-2014. There was significant opportunity to 2009 to 2013. Like I have friends of mine that set them up themselves up so well during that that time that they have at this point generational wealth, okay? Now's really not the time to pull back. There's going to be opportunity if you know how to navigate these kinds of markets. So, in terms of our business what we're doing um, like I said, we've pended four in the past four days and three were owner finance. And um, our note creation on that is, is pretty strong. You know, we've done well on those deals. Um, we are not adjusting our marketing whatsoever. We are continuing to market just the way we were 60, 160, 360 days ago. Okay. Doesn't really matter to us. So uh, a couple of things we are realizing is that number one, lead flow is going down, but lead quality is going up. So it's possible, and it's too early to say because we don't have enough data, but it's possible that our, um, our efficiency on the buy side is actually going to go up during this time. So what I mean by that is we're able to, per marketing dollar, buy more property with, while talking to less people. Okay, That could happen. <clears throat> Again, too early to say. Um, on the sell side, owner financing, it is humming along just like, like usual. I mean, I've, I've seen literally no difference in our lead quality or our lead flow when it comes to owner finance buyers, okay? Uh, we've actually, <clears throat> apparently just this morning, we had someone uh, uh, reach out to us that is a drummer for a, a big star country music band, you know, which that's kind of fun. So maybe we'll get to do something with that one. But um, so the overall idea here is now is the time. Now is the time. So if you have not listened to anything that I've said during this podcast or maybe during the entire existence of this podcast, like, please listen to me here. Like, I implore you. Now is not the time to pull back. Now is the time to march forward. Guys, we have a significant opportunity in what we do. Uh, number one, the iBuyers are gone. Okay. Zillow, gone. Open Door, gone. OfferPad, Redfin, like, none of those players are operating right now. And you think about what that means. Like, I've, I've often been a critic of, of that business model. Um, they continually lose money. Their, their stated goal is to make 4% net after all expenses, and they're putting all this cash to work. I have a, a strong inclination to say that their funding is dried up. And you think about that. I mean, those guys were really being funded by Wall Street, and Wall Street went from looking at a long-term plan to a very short-term plan. And so if that's the case, then I'm sure that their money is, is dried up, like they, they don't have funding. And so for those of you who haven't heard that story, um, about a week ago, maybe four or five days ago, uh, almost all of the iBuyers, the, uh, the instant buyer business models, uh, decided that they were pulling back. They were no longer purchasing. So we're now in a situation where the, the toughest competition that we had does not exist. We're also in a situation where people are going to lose their jobs from this. They are going to be facing foreclosure on the long-term because of this, this issue with the coronavirus. 
And so they're going to need someone to help them. They're going to need someone that can step in and take over payments on that loan and reinstate it and sell it with owner financing. I mean, and that's our bread and butter. Because a lot of these houses, if the market drops 10%, they're not going to have real equity that someone can buy retail anyway. You know, and we can make those deals work and make them work very, very well. Okay, guys, now is not the time to pull back. Now's the time to move forward. If you have questions, reach out to me, brad at bradsmotherman.com. I don't know exactly what the future holds, but I know the future holds opportunity. And so if you stay in this business, you stay in this market, then you're going to see some of the best deals. Uh, certainly, we're going to do better in our business the next two years than we have the previous two. And I would bet everything that I own on that. So guys, appreciate your time. Look forward to talking to you next time. And we'll talk to you then. Happy investing.